All right, so first of all, Shkayach to, uh, to Shmuel Tenenbaum for sponsoring this morning. Lila Nishmas, your grandfather, what's his name? David Ben Ravziyah Kain. David Ben Ravziyah Kain. And with that, only Shev Bracha and Hatzlacha should come to you. Om Shbracha. Ol Kilo, Ol So we'll continue on a little bit with the Limud that uh, we started a couple weeks ago, talking about the Indian of Yumaisa Mashiach. There's so many different aspects of, of that uh, general topic of Gula. So really, what we've been talking about is one specific nakuda of that general sugya, which was the Indian of Malchus Yisrael, the Indian of the kingdom of the Jewish people, the Malchus of Knesset Yisrael, and, and, and what happened to it, and what is happening to it in Gaulus, and so on. So just the chazah, very quickly, sort of where we're holding, because every, every week is a little bit, so far it's been like this building on the previous one. So, again, it's like this. What we know is that there are two, again, just very quickly, there are two ways that we can see ourselves as a people. Number one is a way, a lens, which is a perspective, which is called Malchus Yisrael. And Malchus Yisrael, led by Malchus Beis David, which was existing in the times of the Beis Amigdash, and the way to see ourselves through that lens is that we are individual people, but we're there's a collective, there's a, an entity called the Jewish people, a much larger mitzias, and that, that one entity of Knesset Yisrael has unbelievable power to it, and there's individual, and every, every single Jew is, is, is a limb off of that organism, a branch off of that tree, but, but all there is is that tree, that's called, that, that, that truth, that identity of the Jewish people emerges when there's Malchus Yisrael. When Malchus Yisrael is established in Eretz Yisrael properly, that's when you have this reality, this consciousness of, of Knesset Yisrael, of Kla Yisrael. And then you have a Matzav of Golis, where seemingly we don't have that. Malchus, Malchus Yisrael is not in existence, seemingly. And all there is is individual Jews with their own individual limited kaiches. And we partner with each other to accomplish things. But it's, it's, it's moving from a Klal into Prat. But what we saw a couple weeks ago in halacha is that that's not, that's not true. Even in halacha, that's not true. The, the malchus of the Jewish people did not cease to exist in Golas, and we have to restart things when Mashiach comes. Adarabah. What we saw a couple weeks ago in halacha is that no, malchus Yisrael exists even in Golas. It's just beskasia. It's just in hiding. It's concealed. We don't see it. It's not out in the open, but it does exist. And what that tells us in Pneumius is that that consciousness, that reality that's called Knesset Yisrael, which redefines every single one of us from the individual, from just a, a little, like a person in a vacuum by themselves, to just part of this larger entity, that Mitzis of Klal Yisrael, and which, is, which comes out from Malchus Yisrael, does not end in Golas, it goes into hiding. And so where does it go into hiding? So we saw, the way we've been talking about the past couple weeks is that it goes into hiding into every single individual Jew. And so what's going on in Golas is an amazing thing, is that Kla Yisrael does exist, Knesset Yisrael exists, but Knesset Yisrael exists within every single Jew. And that's what we talked about. Now last week we saw from Rav Tzaddik, without getting into too much detail on the Pratim of what we saw last week, but we, we learned a little bit based on Rav Tzaddik, is that during that Kufa, when Knesset Yisrael is in hiding, because that's what we saw the first week, that Knesset Yisrael is in hiding inside the individual person in Gullus. But last week what we saw is, is uh, to extend that even further and to expand upon that, is that that Indian of Knesset Yisrael being concealed and being within every single individual Jew is really a tekufa in which the inner strength and the, the unlimited infinite potential of Knesset Yisrael is really being unleashed. Because when, when, when Malchus Yisrael was out in the open during the times of the Beis HaMikdash, so it was out in the open, and you had the Jewish people, and it was unbelievable, it was amazing, it was Gavaldic. But it's, it, but it's limited. It was, it was, Knesset Yisrael, in its, in its fullest sense, was not really expressing all of its unbelievable infinite power. It's, like the Mashal I gave, I think last week was, when a person is... Uh, is outside of their house, they can't just let themselves loose uh, and be themselves 100%. You gotta, you gotta play the game. You gotta, you know, uh, hold yourself back a little bit. You have to be a little bit more, you know, uh, you know, politically correct, or you have to be a little bit more uh, held back when you're dealing with other people. When you're home, you can manage to be yourself. So when, when the Jewish people were on the outside, where we were on the on, on the world stage, 
there was a Malchus Yisrael, so it was unbelievable, unbelievable power to it, but it was a little bit held back, it was a little bit restricted. But when Knesset Yisrael returns, and, and not return, when, it, when, it, when it goes into hiding, Davka during Golis, inside of every single Jew, then Koiches that Knesset Yisrael had, which during the time of the Beis HaMikdash was not able to express itself because it was uh, on the outside amongst the rest of the world, in, in the Jewish, inside of every single Jew, during Gullahs, some kaychas are able to be unleashed that we, wouldn't, that we had no idea we even had. And so the example we saw last week, Dafka and Rav Tzadik, which is much more, which is a classic Rav Tzadik Dika, Dika style, is that the difference between Tarsh Bechstav and Tarsh Baal Peh, the difference between Nuvua and Tarsh Baal Peh, that's a classic example in the writings of Rav Tzadik about how to show this dynamic where you have a situation where you would define on the, on the surface, you would define it as gullus and terrible, but really what's going on during that time of gullus is that there's a, there's a power inside Knesset Yisrael that's being unleashed that was not unleashed during the times of the Beis HaMikdash. So the example we had again by Nevuah, Nevuah is amazing. Nevuah is, is something that comes when Knesset Yisrael is out in the open, right? But it's limited. It's limited. You can only have one message from Hashem by Nevuah. But by Tarsh Baal Peh, which, as we saw, is also a Klal Yisrael revelation. But it's a Klal Yisrael revelation, Davka during Golis, contained within each and every Jew, that a much deeper truth is able to emerge, which is Beishamei and Beisel, Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Lazar, right? Uh, and Ramesha. You could have all these different opinions, and Eilavel Dilakim Chaim, which is, in a certain sense, a much greater expression and a much deeper expression of the, 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 the unbelievable. Um, depth of the Jewish people much more so than Nevoah because as amazing as Nevoah is it's limited and doesn't reveal the great depth of Knesset Yisrael in us just having one message and just one idea as beautiful as it is and as as uh, you know as as, as, po- as powerful as the Nevoah experience is Lamaisa there's only one Navi per generation telling them what the Rabbani Shalom wants but Davka when Knesset Yisrael goes into hiding inside of every single Jew and it's not therefore limited and held back by, by how it's able, to, how it's how by uh, it being understood on the outside. It's able to be itself, so to speak. Then what emerges is an unbelievable depth. And in Rav Tzadik's language, that depth in particular is Tarsh Bal Peh, an unbelievable ability to be able to convey God's will in a way that's beyond logic, that's above. Uh, our understanding that you could literally have two different opinions and they're both true, which is coming from a much deeper place than any mind can grasp. So there's a certain deeper truth that Knesset Yisrael is able to speak about and able to articulate Davka when it's in hiding inside of every Jew. And we spoke about this, how when Mashiach comes and the Malchus based of it and the Malchus of the Jewish people re-emerges on the outside, it doesn't go back to what it was. It come, what, what's emerging on the outside with the coming of Mashiach is all that depth and all that nuance and that unbelievable mystery that's been, un, un, you know, sort of been unleashed as the Jewish people, as Knesset Yisrael was in Golis inside of every single Jew and it was comfortable enough to really speak its mind and the mind of Knesset Yisrael when it speaks its own mind is beyond limitation, right? That is what's going to then emerge with the coming of Mashiach. So Malchus based of it which will emerge with Yemaisa Mashiach is a much deeper and a much greater Malchus than what? Than the Malchus based David we had during the times of the Beis HaMikdash. Because what's going to emerge with Malchus based David with Mashiach is, a, is that that Malchus Yisrael, which has been fully unleashed and fully expressed during the times of Golis, that is the Malchus Yisrael that's expressing itself with the coming Mashiach. And by the way, with this we could understand how, if you remember a couple weeks ago when we started this, the first thing we saw was a piece from the Rambam in his, uh, when, he, when he articulated that, that principle of faith in, the, in believing in Mashiach. And if you remember, part of that paragraph that the Rambam wrote is that part of the belief that you have to have is not only that, that there's such a thing as Mashiach, not only that, that uh, he's a king that comes from Davin Melech and Shlom HaMelech, but he said also you have to believe that that king and that Malchus that he's going to usher in is going to be the greatest Malchus that the Jewish people ever had. Why, why is that? I mean, it's, okay, it might be true, but why is that such a fundamental principle? Well, the answer is that's exactly, it's all part of what we're talking about. The Malchus Yisrael is revealed during the times of the Beis HaMikdash, but because it's out in the open, it's limited in terms of its ability to express itself because it's not at home. So you have to sort of hold yourself back a little bit. Then Malchus Yisrael goes into hiding 
in the cave of every single individual Jewish heart. And at that point, although on the outside we don't see Malchus Yisrael, so therefore the guys give us trouble, and we don't have an army, and everything is uh, falling apart on the outside, but on the inside, Knesset Yisrael is able to finally express itself. And the example, again, like we saw last week, was Tarsh Baal Peh. When, when Knesset Yisrael expresses itself in a comfortable mm -hmm. space that's private and hidden, then much deeper ideas emerge than, than what was expressed during the times of the base of Migdash. But on the outside, things are falling apart. And then when Mashiach comes, that deep, expressed, fully unpackaged Knesset Yisrael, which was on the inside of the Jewish heart throughout Golis, that is what emerges with the Yomaisi Mashiach, much greater than what we had during the times of the Beis HaMikdash. So part of the process of Mashiach to understand what's going on within Malchus Yisrael is to realize that when Mashiach comes, it's a greater Malchus than ever was. Yeah. Um, Rav Kook talks about the, 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 the reality, the, the, the matzah of Golis, where we don't have uh, shvatim. Like, we have shvatim, obviously, you know, but we don't know what shevet we're connected to. We don't have that uh, sense of, like, tribes, you know? You have kahanim and levim, but outside of that, most people don't know who they are. And so we see that as, that, that's part of, like, the breakdown of Malchus Yisrael, right? There's no king, no, the kingdom means. You know what larger part of Knesset you're a part of. We don't have that anymore. So that's a tragedy. But if Cook himself, the truth is right, in one place, that because of that, so now you have the opportunity in Gullahs to bring out your individuality and other types of kihilas that we, that we would not have had the opportunity to do. In other words, times of Asim English, you were Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, and so on. And then that, that's it. There was, no, there was no room for there to be the development of Sfardi and Ashkenazi. There was no room for there to be developed of a yekish and, uh, and a polish There was no There was no room for that because you were just, you were part of that mishpacha that was uh, zvulun. And that, that's who you were. But when that, and that, that's, an, that's a it's another way of describing what we're talking about, where you have the malchus on the outside. The malchus of Knesset Yisrael has within it all the shvatim, but also svaratim and ashkenaz. It has all these nuances too. But in order to really unleash all the different new, the shades and colors of Knesset Yisrael, then Knesset Yisrael has to go into hiding. And when it goes into hiding, and it doesn't have the external 12 shvatim, so now it's forced, and it's, it's, it's not just forced, it's able to now express much deeper and more subtle nuances that he wasn't able to do until then. And then when Mashiach comes, so people ask us, like, when Mashiach comes, that means we're going to, like, we're still going to have Sfarad Manashkenazim? Yeah, we'll still have Sfarad Manashkenazim. We still have Chassidim and, and Litvaks. You're still going to have all of that. But it's going to also be with the shvatim. And so now what you're going to have with the coming of Mashiach is a much more developed Malchus Yisrael, much more developed Kal Yisrael. And that's what, that's, uh, that's what we've been saying. Okay, so that's all. <laughs> Review a little bit. So now let's, let's move on to the, basically this, what, we, what we just said, but other sides of this, other, other, uh, other sides of this reality, other, other examples of this dynamic of the Jewish people Davka in Golis discovering deeper strengths that they didn't know they had. And then when Mashiach comes, those strengths we bring with us. But what we're going to do is right now, in, in the first few Amar Kamis, we're going to see this idea. We're going to take just a step back and see this idea that we're talking about again of this dynamic of Golis, of Malchus Yisrael existing, but existing within the individual and within like a secret place. We're going to see this in the writings of the Rizal. Okay, we're going to see how there's a particular thing that we that I'm not saying everyone does do this, but that we certainly could do daily that connects to this avoida, that, that sort of connects to this idea. And that's what's called tikkun chatzais. Right? So I say the word tikkun chatzais, so automatically what probably what people think of is, is uh, like, uh, like not uh, Lawrence 2022. That's not what people think of when they say tikkun chatzais. Tikkun chatzais means like some old dusty shtetl somewhere and some big tzaddik sitting by like a, a stove that uh, warmed his old house, or whatever it is, and he's sitting by the stove and tikkun chatzais. Tikkun chatzais is an avoid that we that, that that the truth is, you look in the Zara Kaddish, it's mamish a huge inyan to to uh, to bring gula. It's a huge avoid, especially at Breslov. Also, we'll see Bezash next week, maybe. Huh? The Rebbeinitzer was known for tikkun chatzais. It was a very very big avoid, a very deep avoid. In Breslov, it's like a very very big inyan to do tikkun chatzais, and it's one of those things, I, you know, because people, it's always like a, people have this all or nothing mentality. So people think tikkun chatzais is that you have to stay up all night, and uh, staying up all night learning or something, 
And then, at some point, you say, like, who knows, out of Tehillim or whatever it is, Zoyar Kaddish, whatever is at midnight. That's not what Tikkun has to be. It doesn't have to be like that. Uh, according to Rashash, for example, who's a, who knew what he was talking about when it comes to these things, he said the whole of Ayur Tikkun is just to be awake at the moment of midnight and to say those few Kapitel Tehillim. It's not that long. It's a few Kapitel Tehillim at that moment of midnight. And uh, that's, most, you know, some people are up at midnight anyway. So you say say a few kapitel. It doesn't have to be with your shoes off and with the ashes. It doesn't have to be. You say you say a few kapitel. That's tikkun chatzos. So tikkun chatzos. We'll see it in a second. And um, is broken down into two parts. You have what's called tikkun rachel and tikkun leia. They're all it's, it's all just a few kapitel tehillim, which is called tikkun rachel, and a few kapitel which is called tikkun leia. Now, what does that mean? What's going on over here? So what we're going to see now from the Rizal is that. Tikkun Chatzais is sort of a microcosm of everything we're talking about. In other words, we know that nighttime is always, in Chazal we find this, that day versus night is always, you know, Golas versus Gula, right? So nighttime is always sort of symbolic of Golas. So midnight, which is the darkest point of the night, is going to be symbolic of Mamish, the, the depth of Golas. And so what we're going to see now in what a Jew does by Tikkun Chatzais, the specific ability that you say, is reflective of everything we're talking about, of Malchus Yisrael just being taken apart, but at the same time, it's being taken apart on the outside, but it's actually being built on the inside. And this is exactly what we're going to see with Tikkun Chatzais. In the language of the Arizal, I'll give you just a little bit of background, then we'll be able to see it inside very easily. In the language of the Arizal, these two sides of, of Malchus Yisrael, Malchus Yisrael on the outside, like in its full glory, Versus Malchus Yisrael on the inside, the the, the chitzonius of a Jew versus the primius of a Jew. In the Arizal's language, the language is Rachel and Leah. Rachel always represents the part of the Jewish people which is on the outside. So Rachel Imenu is Yifasar Yifasar. She's beautiful. Yaakovinu, he's the one that Yaakovinu wants to. Uh, she's the one that Yaakovinu wants to marry. Rachel Imenu is on the outside, whereas Leah always represents the inner dimension. Of the Jew, the inner dimension of Knesset Yisrael. Leah is the same letters as Oyel in the tent, more modest. She's not as attractive on the outside. Even the children of Rachel are tzaddikim and they're holy, external beauty, right? Yosvat Tzaddik. Whereas the children of Leah, there's funny things going on. You have to like dig a little deeper to find their greatness, you know? So those are the two worlds of Rachel and Leah. And so, and the Rizal explains, we're going to see this inside, that at midnight, Something's happening every single midnight within the nisham of a Jew, and it's reflective of Bechlal, what happens in Galas. And what the Arizal says, these are the words that the Arizal will see it inside. The Arizal says that what happens every single midnight is that the nisham of a Jew experiences this inning of Galas. And what is it? So he says the side of you, which is called Rachel, begins to fall apart. It begins to descend into a low place, descend into Galas, right? So a person goes to sleep, right? And, and uh, where does their mind go? It, you know, the consciousness sort of falls apart, right? And then what takes over is the imagination and who knows what's going on over there, right? And so, uh, and so the Rachel part of who a person is descends into Golas. In the language of the Aritha, again, we're just, just not be able to explain all this properly, but just to get the, the, the words down, we're able to see it. The Aritha describes Rachel Imenu, that outside, that Chitzainis, that Malchus Yisrael on the outside, which falls apart, which goes into Golas, he describes that as moving from a place that's called Atzilus. Atzilus means uh, when everything is built and proper, you know, to Bria. Bria is a term that the Rizal uses for lower levels of reality, lower levels of the self. So Rachel Imenu falls apart, but the Rizal was Megala, that what happens at midnight is that as Rachel Imenu falls apart, those those limbs, quote, so to speak, of Rachel are used by Leah for her to, be, for her to build herself up. So in other words, the, Rachel is being dismantled, but, but the, the, the elements that, were, that Rachel Imenu is losing are then u- being used by Leah for her to be rebuilt. This is the secret of what happened that first night of, of, of the Chasana when Yaakov Avinu it thinks it's, Yaak, it's Rachel, but really it's Leah. And Rachel is giving the simonim over to Leah. The simonim that Rachel Imenu gives to Leah is a deep Indian. It's exactly what we're talking about. Is that Rachel Imenu is giving over of herself. Those simonim were, were, were they weren't just like uh, stam things. Those were, those were simonim of real deepest kashras of who Rachel Imenu was 
vis-a-vis Yaakov Avinu. And she's giving that over to Leah. And so what's happening is, this reality is that Rachel Emein is falling apart, Malchus Yisrael is being dismantled, but at the same time, that dismantling is rebuilding Knesset Yisrael in a much deeper place that's called Leah. And so this is reflected in Tikkun Chatzais, whereas you have, what we're going to see in a second, is that there's Kapitach Tehillim, which are called Tikkun Rachel, and Kapitach which are called Tikkun Leah. The Kapitach Tehillim that are called Tikkun Rachel are all Kapitach Tehillim talking about sort of mourning over the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, the destruction of Ergolis, because the Rachel side of who we are is falling apart in Golis. But the Kapitach Tehillim that's called Tikkun Leah are all Psukim of Sushar Meshechem, Psukim of love, Psukim of Yichot, Psukim of, of Simcha. And so there's a very strange dynamic. So are we happy? Are we like, what's going on with you? The answer is, that's exactly what Golis is. Rachel is falling apart, but the destruction of Rachel means the building of Leah. And so the Rachel Dikit Tehillim are what? Are, are Psukim, are Tehillim of like Echa. But the Leah Dikit Psukim are Simcha Vislavas and Iskarvas. And this is, so in the, is what we're going to see is you, you read this in Marizal, it's like, okay, just words floating in outer space. But what the amazing thing is, you know, with the background that we had the past couple of weeks, these, this is Mamish what we're talking about. It's, and it's coming to life. And Marizal is giving us a window into something that we can do every day to connect ourselves to this truth and to really sort of, sort of uh, 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 help the process along personally that as Golis moves on, that we should be able to use that to build up our sort of inner, mm-hmm. inner core, our Leidic, uh, our Leakite. So let's see it inside together. So Marmokka number one, okay? So with the background, I think we should be able to read through it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. This is from Shara Kavanis, Jushe Halayla, Jush Dalit. You know, you should, you, you, should, uh, you should be proud of yourselves. Not too many hidden, you know, have any idea of what, you know, t- t- to be able to learn a piece of Shara Kavanis from Jushe Halayla is not the, it's a select group of Jews. It's not a, it's not a positive thing. Venimsa says that reason. You should, therefore comes out. He's talking about what's going on at midnight. He says, he's describing the process of Rachel and Menu being, being taken apart and dismantled. And he says, because ultimately, Rachel and Menu has a certain core, there's a certain core of Rachel and Menu, that side of who we are. And that's a, that's a Nakuda, that's a certain aspect. The cultation Nakuda Sacheres, but all the other nine parts, because we know that 10 is always a number. <laughs> of a complete system. So, in, in other words, what the, re, the result is like describing Kilu, like if you imagine Rachel as this, like, uh, as this, you know, you, this uh, put-together system, so of, of ten different parts, like imagine like a machine made of ten parts, so nine of the parts are taken apart. Like Rachel's falling apart, right? She's being dismantled. She's descending into Golas. Kala Yisrael is falling apart. Like the Vilna Gain said, right? Kala Yisrael falls apart, and all that's left is Mamish, uh, a residue of life. So same thing over here. So nine pieces of that machine that's called Rachel falls to the wayside. And all that's left is that just core one piece that, uh, that is Rachel herself, right? That's how the Rizal is describing it. The essence of Rachel is one, is a tenth, is that, is that one piece. The All other nine pieces, again, what these ten pieces, uh, that's not the point for right now. But just imagine, like, such a thing. Other, the other nine pieces, they're extensions, they're building, they're, they're, they're building that structure that's called Rachel. They're not essential, though. You, you know, that's something that was at, that's, that's, that, that Rachel, when she's fully built, she has ten components to her. But those nine added components can be dismantled. So said Ariyakadish, when it comes to midnight, and this is true for Klai Yisrael during Golas, but every individual Jew experiences this on some level every night by midnight. Those nine pieces, which until now have made Rachel the full stature of who Rachel is, they're taken away from her. So she is descending into what? Into, into ruin. So all she has is her one Nakuda left, Mamish, uh, you know, just her basic essence, but nothing else. But where do those ten, not other nine pieces go? They're meanwhile being taken by Leah to rebuild Leah. And through those nine pieces, Leah is built. The name says, Leah nigdelas, v'rochel misma'etas v'ilecha. So you have this dynamic. Leah develops, and as Leah develops, Rochel is being dismantled. They don't, you know, that, that's the tragedy of Golis. We'll see soon, is that until Mashiach comes, Rochel and Leah, it's either one or the other. But to have both, that's Yemais Mashiach. Yemais Mashiach, like I said, is what? Is that the fully developed inner core of the Jewish people, which is Leah, then emerges, which is Rachel. 
And so that's what happens when Mashiach comes, Rachel and Leah are finally one. And this is the side, this is the, the, the mystery of that Pasuk in, uh, in, in, I think it's in Yishai, the Pasuk says that Hashem tells the Navi, take a piece of wood and write on it, write on it Yosef, and take another piece of wood, write on it Yehuda, that's Rachel and Leah, and put them together, and miraculously it'll be one piece of wood, and this will be a sign of what's going to be with the coming of Mashiach. The Rachel and Leah will finally be able to come back together. So it doesn't just mean that we'll all have, you know, uh, Kumbaya, we'll all love each other, and all types of Yidin will just get along. There's a very deep union going on over here. I mean, it means whatever, the, the, but usually, Leah and Rachel, it doesn't work. Like, either Leah is being built off the ruin of Rachel, or Rachel is being built off the ruin of Leah. You can't have both. The Chiddush of Yomai Mashiach is that, is, that, is that revelation of both. So he says again, uh, three lines before the end, so Rachel is decreasing, but Leah is getting bigger. To the point of where Rachel only is remaining with that, that uh, very essence of who she is without any structure at all. So the reason you should know, Rachel is never destroyed. So it's not like even on the outside, the Jewish people were not, there is, there's always going to be some, you know, it's like the Rambam writes already, that he, he already says that, that Chazal had a tradition, that there's always going to be a minion of Yidin in Eretz Yisrael. There's never going to be such a thing that there's never going to be a minion of Yidin in all of Eretz Yisrael. More than a minion, Lavdavka, but at least a minion. Uh, and this is a Haftacha that the Rabbani Shalom promised us, and it's a tradition from Chazal. Why? So let's say there's no minion. Like what's, the answer is because Again, Eretz Yisrael and Klal Yisrael—that's that's the place of Rochel Imenu. That's the place where Malchus Yisrael should be fully developed. And Golis means that that Malchus of Klal Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael is taken apart. But there always will remain that Nakuda. It's never completely destroyed. And the way to ensure that is that there's a minion in Eretz Yisrael because it might not be uh, millions of Yidden, but a minion means at least there's a Tzibur. If there's a tzibur, it means that Rochel Imenu Akalpanim exists. Maybe not with all of her stature and beauty, but Akalpanim it's there. But to that extent that it's being dismantled from Eretz Yisrael, it's being rebuilt in Leah, in Chutzlars. So we'll see in a second. So he says, um, again, less than that Nakuda, that's impossible and never be destroyed. But as Leah is developing, even that Nakuda is not the, as strong and as vibrant as it should be, and it's in a state of goals. Said the Rizal Marmok number two, he goes on. And this, the, with this background, he explains what Tikkun Chatzais is. So, what's happening by Tikkun Chatzais is that two things are supposed to be there is crying and mourning over the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash and the destruction, the dismantling of Rachel. Because that's Mamish the moment when she's descending, when Rachel is falling apart and descending from that height that's called Atzilus to that lower place that's called Bria. And Hashem Yisbaruch is also crying like a lion on the inside. And Rachel is on the outside. It's like these you know, people that love each other, they're not able to be brought together. So Rachel is, is falling apart in disarray in Galas. And Hashem Yisbaruch is calling to her and she's calling back. And there's like this heart-rendering uh, scene of Galas, right? And you have to include yourself in the tsar of the Shechina and to feel the pain of Klai Yisrael and the pain of, of Rachel, of every single individual Jew's uh, Rachel. In other words, if you, Rachel, again, you have to, to make it more personal. Rachel Imenu means everything, everything you want, everything good in life that you want to experience, right? So, Lamashu, if you have a Jew that's, that's not, that's, that's Rachel Matzlan sick, that means on some level the Rachel of his life is, is in ruin, right? Because again, Rachel means external, it means Malchus Yisrael on the outside. And Malchus Yisrael means Klal Yisrael, but also every individual person has their Malchus Yisrael. And when your Malchus is built and healthy and well in a Rachel Tekawai, it means that, uh, it means that you're a Melech, it means that everything's going well, and the Melech is not missing anything, it means you're healthy and well, it's Kavadik. If a person's experiencing any Chisarn in life, it means that your Rachel is in ruin. So when we talk about, the Rizal says to be meshatev and to be makashi yourself to the tsar of Rachel Imenu, so it might sound like this abstract thing, but it doesn't mean, no, it, it means to, 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 to feel the pain of another Jew and to feel your own pain of what is missing in your life 
in, in, on the outside, and just it's just a matter of, of identifying that and defining those deficiencies as a deficiency in that part of the neshama, in that part of Hashem Yisbaruch's presence in the world. That's called Rachel. And so it's not about uh, detaching yourself from the things that we want to mourn about or we want to think about. It's just, it's deepening those things. Like, like, like I, I, I say many times, it's, it's, Hashem is not up there. Hashem is here, it's just deeper. It's just, uh, very often it's just a matter of that, it's just an issue of going deeper into the things that we already, uh, you know, are concerned about. So you said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's another, yeah, yeah. We're going to see about that soon, but that, that's, it's, a similar, it's a similar dynamic of, of Klal and Prat. It's a similar dynamic. Rochel Imenu is that world of, of Klal, and, and Le'i Imenu, it's, it's that Indian, Mi and Machazik it's, it's finding itself in that world of Le'i, in that world of Prat. Yeah, it's a very similar Nakuda. A lot of these things are, you know, when it comes to the world of, of, of Pnei Satira, there's basically one or two sugis. That's it, and everything else is just a matter of uh, packaging. And, and but, but there's a reason for that. It's not. It's not like being lazy, like because it's, it's all hashemecha. So it has to. It has to ultimately boil down to one or two sugis. That's it. You know. So that's uh, anyway. So uh, he goes on. Vishatef atzma is the second to last line in, in Marmok number two. Vishatef atzma tsar shchina. So you connect yourself to the tsar of the shchina. Shizu anakuda shrosha shel rochel, which is that uh, last little piece of rochel imenu shiardul amata that has descended into gullus into ruin. Viyivka kmeichati shal yoiser. Okay, that's ready. Madrega cry for a half hour or so over tikin rochel. Right, al tiraf Rachel on the destruction of Rachel, the Gerusha on on the Gerushin, the Gelusa, and on her Golas, for Churb Mesa Migdash, and that's all Tikkun Rachel. But then, what I mean, at the same time, then there's something that's called Tikkun Leia. And what's Tikkun Leia? So in Marmaka number three, also by Tikkun Chatzais Trishal, the Rizal says the Toimer, and now now you move. So for Tikkun Rachel. So you're crying and it'd be mishtatif, and there's certain sukkim to say, like some sukkim in Eicha, Al Naharis Bavel. There's uh, all sorts of sukkim to do, but but in, but over here in the third Maramokim, the result now describes the transition from Tikkun Rachel to Tikkun Leih. Said there is a time where Tchil Al Naharis Bavel. So first we say Kapital Tilm that are more Rachel Dik, right? Which are like Al Naharis Bavel and Sukkim of Eicha, like I said, Tzibrochina things. But v'yachrikach, and then you switch to Tikkun Tikkun Leih, which is. Mizmer Lasa Philakimboil Goyman Achlas. I'm sorry, that, that's still part of Tikin Tikin Rachel. So Alnaris Bavel and Mizmer Lasa Philakimboil Goyman Achlas Sechab. So Kibiltum talking about Golas. The Achikach Tasla Tikin Lei, and then you begin Tikin Lei. What's Tikin Lei? The Timer. The David Mizmer Suusham Reshechem, like the Shir Shalayim of this morning, which is a very upbeat capital. Hashem, you create the world. Everything's Kavaldik Suusham Reshechem. Yavim Melach Hakavod. It's like a Simchas Torah, you know. V'achach Toimer Toimer Mizmer Kail Tarag Lafikemayim. They say Kapitel, which is talking about how we're jumping closer to Hashem and coming close to Him, and and Pesukim of Yichud. Because again, that's exactly what's going on. Because as as again, this is the Chiddush over here. Is that I know it's it's ironic to 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 speak like this, you know, as we get closer to the three weeks. But Golis is there, there's there's Tachlis in Golis. There's purpose in Golas because what's again what's ha- what, that's what we're seeing over here is that what's happening in Golas is that Rachel is falling apart, which is tragic, but the Ra- Le'imenu is built from the ruins of Rachel, and so you could only have Tikkun Le'ya if you also have Tikkun Rachel. It's just the way it is. When Mashiach comes, you'll have both. That's what's going on over here. And again, so that that's that's so again, just uh, it's important to, to see this where this is rooted in the Kisviari. But more than that, how this is mamish and avayda, part of every single day. And we can do this. It doesn't, you don't have to be a big balmadre. You mamish don't. If you find yourself awake at midnight, or by the way, according to Balatanya, he was even makel, within an hour or two of midnight is also fine. Before you go to sleep, you say, you open up any sitter, you'll be able to find tikkun rachel, tikkun It's just a few kapitlach tilim. Most of the, the tilim you know already. It's familiar, familiar kapitlach. It's not like, uh, it's not that long. It doesn't take more than 15 minutes. And it's a gavad gazach, especially this time of year, happens to be. It's a, it's a chashua thing to do. So, so according to Rashash, there's no meaning of waking up for tikkun chatzais. The way the way it usually was always assumed was that you go to bed. I mean, again, it's not it's not practical for our lifestyle, but you go to bed at sunset, right, and then you wake up by midnight by chatzais. 
and then you stay up the rest of the night, uh, learning davening, getting ready for shacharis. That's that. That was that was uh, a lot of times what people you know that was the you know the old way of doing it, and that's why it's super intimidating and not practical for us. But the rashash that, that the rashash came, rashash is not 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 a bidyevit. It's mamish. The rashash said that's not the inyan of tikkun Although that's that's if you can do that, it's kavaldig, right? But he said the main thing of tikkun is just being awake at that moment of midnight and saying these tell saying these kapetach. You could sleep before, you could sleep after, whatever it is, but just that moment of midnight. Now, when is midnight? So it's also a big shy what midnight is, right? Because usually when it comes to halacha, we don't just go with the clock, right? We have like shoismanius. So it is a question. But Lamaisa, there's enough paiskim, there's enough makubalim that say that when it comes to tikhatzais, if the clock says midnight, it's gzontahit. It's fine. And even the Balatanya said, if it's 11 o'clock, it's close, it's also fine. We don't have to be so. Uh, very often we take things where it's the Yitzhar that makes us want to be super machmer and then not do it at all. So it's, it's, sometimes it's good just to do it. And it's a big avayda because really it's a tikkun of Gaulus. It's really developing this inyan of Rachonlaya. Yeah. Is there a tikkun by day? Huh? No, there's no tikkun chatzais by day. No, there's no tikkun chatzais by day. Again, it, because it's just a hillim. So, you know, it's not bad to do it whenever. You know what I'm saying? So if you, if you want to do it the right time, this is the right time to do it. But it's not like a bracha. It's not like shachars. It's not like, you know, once you miss the opportunity, you're done. You can't, you know. Huh? So, so this is where the kisari then move on to shachars. Shachars is, so the way it works is like at midnight, Rachel falls into disarray. And what happens is, is that by Shachar's time, when you start putting on Talsin Tefillin and so on, you're slowly but surely building Rachel back up and bringing Rachel out of Gullus. Now, it's true that when Rachel comes out of Gullus, until Mashiach comes, Leah begins to fall apart. And that's sort of the, the back and forth that we have. But this is where Tegan Chatzais is part of a larger structure of Shachas Min Chamayrev. Because Shachas Min Chamayrev is also part of a process of rebuilding Rachel. You know, on a very practical level, it means like, it, it, davening shachris properly gives a person the, the strength to have a good day, to have a physically and spiritually, like on the outside, like a rochel dika day. And so that rochel fell into disarray at midnight during the nighttime, and so she needs to be rebuilt by shachris. And that's a big, uh, it's a big Indian in the Kisveri, what's going on by shachris in particular, of rebuilding the rochel that fell apart at night. Not, not so much, uh, and that's, that's just one dimension of what's going on by shachris, there's multiple things going on. But that's one side of, of shachras, of rebuilding the rachel of, of midnight. That's the, that's the dynamic. Uh, there's also in Yonim and shachras of the mechazik because we're not just ignoring Leia either. That's, uh, okay, that's a show one day. We'll, uh, one day we'll be able to just, you know, stop this charade and just actually learn Kisveri straight from the beginning to the end. And then we'll be able to understand these things better. But now we have to be a little bit more, you know, still... KMH is only like three years old, you know what I'm saying? So we have to... Can't uh, can't push it so much. Anyway, so that's um, that's tikkun rachel tikkun leia. Okay, so now I want to. Uh, it's already late, but for a few minutes, let's see a piece in Marmokka number four. A piece from the Balatanya in Sefer Torah or in Parshas Vayetze. Who now now that we have this language of rachel and leia and this dynamic of Golas and gula, rachel falls apart, but leia is rebuilt. So now we can see this piece of the Balatan, you will understand a little bit more what he's talking about, and it's, uh, you know, it's an amazing thing. So let's see what he says. Hine, Le'ev Rochel, him oisis hamachshav of oisis hadibor. So the Balatan, says, whenever you find this farm, Le'ev and Rochel, a way to think of it could be within the person himself of that you have your thoughts and you have your words that you articulate to other people. So the words that you say, which is on the outside, what would that be? That's Rochel. The thoughts that you have behind those words, right? Because first you think, and then you speak. That's the way, that's the way it's supposed to be, right? So, so the thoughts that you have, that's, that's Leia. And the words that you say is Rachel. So he says like this, Leia Rachel, heim oisis hamachshava, oisis hadibar. That's the word, the letters of your thoughts, so to speak, right? And the letters of your, of your words. Sheim alma diskasya, alma disgalya, or the hidden universe of who you are, machshava, and the revealed universe of who you are. It's your deeper. And with that background, that's true for every individual Jew. And Eretz Yisrael is a place that's called, Dovim uh, says, I will walk before Hashem in the lands of life, plural. Eretz Yisrael is being described as, a, as, as if it's like two countries in the same geographical location. What are the two countries? Beis Aratzis. 
Shebizman Shebeis Hamikdash Hayekayim, when the Beis Hamikdash was around, Hayushnei Habachinas Meiris Beretz Yisrael. You had these two qualities: you had Rachel and you had Leah. The Iker Hayebachinas Rachel. Right again, in the times of Beis Hamikdash, the Iker was Malchus Yisrael was was developed, and there's always a Leah. But Lamaisa, when Rachel Amen was developed, it means it's on the Cheshvan of Leah. So you had Rachel and Leah, but Lamaisa, the Iker is Rachel. Because that's what happens when a person is speaking, you're also thinking, but your thoughts are secondary to what you're saying, right? Because the Iker is that you're focused on is, is, is your speech. You have to think about what to say, but the main thing is, the main focus is what you're saying. So Rachel, whenever there's a Rachel, she like takes over the show, right? So what does that mean practically? So it says the Tanya, since Rachel, which is speech, who Almed Desgalia is the revealed Malchus of the Jewish people, of the Jew, so when Rachel is built in Eretz Yisrael with a Beis HaMikdash, so that reflected itself, that, re, that created a, a dynamic of what? Of revealed godliness. So you had Nevi'im walking around. And you had Ruch HaKadosh and Baskals, and you had amazing things, miracles going on, right? You had big Chachamim, Bali Ruch HaKadosh, and Nevi'im. So that's when you had Rachel built. Okay? So it's Rachel's Gavaldik, then everything's on the outside, everything's beautiful. No, what happens by the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash? Shagol Yisrael, Kalaisol goes into Golas, Gol Simon Mashchina, and the Shechina goes into Golas. What do I mean? What aspect of the Shechina falls into disarray? Shibachinas Rachel. It's the Rachel that falls apart, again, just like by Tikkun Chatzais. Umikomakoim, Nishabaretis, so what? But again, as Rachel is, bro- is breaking down, what's being actually rebuilt and built up is what? Is Leia. Mikomakoim, Nishabaretis, Rabbachinas, Leia. But now, an amazing thing happens. Dafkin Eretis, Rabbachinas, said the Valtanya, in Golas, there, there is a Malchus there. What's the Malchus? The Malchus of Leia. The Malchus of, of that hidden world, of the Machshava, of the thought, that hidden place. And in a certain sense, what's rev- what, what is experienced in the Malchus of Leah, if you, can, if you know the secret knock to get into that Malchus of Leah, there's deeper inyanim and deeper secrets that are being revealed in that place of, of Leah, right? Again, just like we said last week with Tarsh Baal Peh versus Nevuah. Nevuah is Gavaldik, but it's Rocheldik, and therefore it's limited. But Tarsh Baal Peh is hidden, it's coming from that place of Leah, Menu. And because of that, it's unbelievably deeper. You, again, uh, there's so much more nuance to Tarsh Baal Peh than there is to Tarsh Baal But now the Baal is going to say the same thing, but with a different mashal, not Tarsh Baal and Tarsh Baal Peh, a different mashal. Just like a person's thoughts, when you're thinking something, you could think much deeper than anything you can say. right? So if you're, if you're preparing a speech, you could have... In your mind, you can have a lot of ideas to say, but you, 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 don't, you don't have five hours. So you have no choice but to cut things out, and you, and, and you say, uh, you speak for 45 minutes, whatever the case may be, right? And so whenever there's speech, speech is much more limited than thought. You could think much, much deeper ideas than you could articulate, right? Other, when you try to articulate deep ideas, they come out uh, confused, like, like, like today. So, that's a, so, so you're much more limited. Achlefishi, alma discasia vehelem. But because, so again, so this is the funny dynamic. If you're Leidic, you're deeper. But on the outside, no one sees it. And you can't even express it yourself. So on the inside, you're like a deep Yid, but you don't even know it yourself. It's like all Beskasia. Therefore, says a tiny amazing thing. In Eretz Yisrael, in Golas, the revelation of God's presence, which is Rachel Dik, that's not there. It's not there. Rachel's in ruin. Uh, there's a minion, but uh, very limited. But those big tzaddikim that are in Eretz Yisrael during Golas, that are able to connect to the Leia, to the Pnimia, to the inner essence, that inner core of who they are. They could be masik things now, and they could reach levels within themselves deeper than even the tzaddikim during the times of the Beis Mikdash. Tanya. And he goes on to give examples of this. That he's on people like this that they that had a sagis greater than Nevi'im, greater than Nevi'im. The difference is, is that the Nevi'im it was out in the open. It was Rocheldik, and the Arizal is Leidik. By the way, this is not so. So, that, so again, it's a similar dynamic. When when Leia is built, so it's much much more potent, but it's hidden. So you have to sort of get into that place. It's similar, what you'll find in many svarim 
is, is a similar dynamic within Amuna. So in Golas, Leia is built. Leia is the place where a Jewish person develops a deep level of Amuna. Amuna is built. Where, what environment does it take to really cultivate Amuna? Dafka when Rachel is broken, right? When Rachel is out in the open and everything's gavaldic on the outside, that's not, that's not a place that's developing deep Amuna. Deep Amuna is developed after when Rachel is destroyed and Leah is being rebuilt. That's, that's the, the Malchus of Rachel is the Malchus of miracles and open revelation. The Malchus of Leah is the Malchus of Amuna. That's the difference. It's the Malchus of Amuna. It's the Malchus of Yehuda, the Malchus of, of that inner core, that inner dimension. And those Yidin that are living during the times where Rachel is in ruin and, they ha- and, and all there is is Leah, they better run to Leah. They better run to that place of Amuna because that's that's the Malchus that's 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 being that's that, that's that's in existence at that moment. If they're relying on the worlds of Rachel, they're in trouble because it's not the Avoida. The Avoida is Leia. The Avoida is Leia. And if you can get into that place of Leia to to cultivate within yourself a deep level of Amuna, you'll be a bigger Mammon than those that lived during the times of the Beis Hamikdash, because in the Beis Hamikdash they were Racheldik, which is Gavaldik, but they were not Leidik. But if you're in during Golis, then you become then you're a Leidik again. And you can become a much, your moon is much deeper. And then when Mashiach comes and Rachel is rebuilt, but it, miraculously Rachel is then built with not, not needing Leah to be dismantled. And then you have a Yichr of Rachel and Leah, and now you have that unbelievable deep Amuna and, and, and a, uh, almost a sixth sense to detect God's presence in your life, plus open miracles. That's, that's what you want. That's what you want. That's like having, having a chasana for a couple that's already been married for a few years where they know each other. So it's like when you have a chasana, that's also a rochel dekinyan. So it's very out in the open. There's a band and there's like a smorgasbord and everything is going on. But they don't, but the chasana, they don't know who they are. They don't know, the, they don't know each other. They, so their relationship is very, it's chitzonistic. So it has chitzonistic azachan. And then you move a few years later where they're now, they're, they're, there's no band anymore, but it's a, uh, they know each other. It's a, it's a lay dekinyan. What Mashiach is, is both, is that that deep relationship that Knesset Yisrael and the Jewish people have had over the years of Gullahs now come with a band. That, that's, that's, that's an unbelievable thing, and that's what Gula is. One last, one last Nakuda in Marmukha number five. This is just interesting, okay? This is just, uh, this is interesting. This is a piece from a sefer called Sheiris Yaakov. It's, it's Ravitch and Morgenstern to his Torah on Meseches Brachas. This is a, this is a, Classic Ravitch and Meyer It's something that, you know, you'll, you'll see, you'll see right away. He says like this, the Chazinan, we see the Meshach HaDaris Rabim over the many generations of Golas, Loi Nagi Inyan shall covet HaTzadikim who covet Gedali Torah Be'eretz Yisrael. It's an amazing thing. There was something missing in terms of the covet of a Talmud Chacham in Eretz Yisrael over the years of Golas. How so? Shekulam Hayuanim, they were all poor. Right? So, in other words, in Chutz Laaretz, said Ravit Shemayar, you always had, that's where you had Malchus, you had Shivas and Rebbes, they had all, uh, it was a big thing, right? In Eretz Yisrael, what was going on in the 1800s or earlier? Nebuch. You would have Ge'ayne Oilam, people that Mamish Nukotar are cool in their fingertips, and you still have this a little bit, where they're just walking through the streets wearing Shmatas, and the covet of Tyre, the covet of, of, of Tzadikim, was not that great. And they would, the Parnassa of, of, of the Tzadikim in Eretz Yisrael, it would depend on Chutzlar. It's the way it is, right? So he says like this. So throughout the old Darius, it was always like this. And many big rabbis and Tzadikim, they made Aliyah during the years of Golas, so it's not only the pshat, so says Ravish, it's not only the pshat, okay, maybe the economy, they don't have a strong economy there. But it's, it's much deeper than that. Even tzaddikim and chutzlarts that experienced the malchus, and they traveled with uh, their entourage, they come to Israel, there's no malchus anymore, right? So, like, like we could, we could uh, even, you know, even small little things of like, you know, again, I'm too young to, to know this, but like, you know, I'm told, like, let's say, by Roshon Zalman. You just knock on his door and like, you know, shmoza the Rosh Hashanah Imagine such a thing. In America, to go to like a Roshiva like that, you can't knock on their door. It doesn't work like that. But in Israel, there was such, there was no, the whole, uh, it, it's a little bit lacking in COVID, but that, that whole aura of like Melech and Malchus, it wasn't like that. It was not like that. So he says, why? So he says, he says, Kol HaMalchus HaKadush HaOlam Chutzlar, it stopped when they get to Eretz Yisrael. Fuzzichul Yisparnitz Menen Tztokis Shobanei Chutzlar, and they're being supported by Tztokis coming from Chutzlar. V'hezbrezeh, so what's Pshat? So he says, V'hezbrezeh is the Eretz Yisrael, V'bechines Derech Leia. Because during Golas, what's the Malchus 
what's going on in Eretz Yisrael? What's the Malchus of Eretz Yisrael? It's Leia. And because Leia is a Malchus of the inside, it's this Kasi, it's hidden, and it's not with the royalty on the outside of Rachel, so that reflects itself even in the Tzadikim of Eretz Yisrael during Gullahs, which is they lack the royalty on the outside, so it's all, it's all Pashat. Even the Gemara, the Gemara says such a thing. The Gemara says that what's the difference between Tamilcham of Eretz Yisrael versus Bavel? The Gemara says that the Tamilcham of Bavel wear fancy clothing. They walk, and you could tell, you could know, oh, he's a Tamilcham. But the Gemara says that in Eretz Yisrael, everyone walks around with the same peasant clothing. You can't even tell who's who. So the Gemara, the Gemara actually says it as a mild. The Gemara says that in Bovel, because we're not at home, so we have to like, you know, make ourselves feel more chashev. But in Eretz Yisrael, they're, they're, they're at home. They're, they're comfortable with who they are. They don't have to make, a, they don't have to make themselves, uh, you know, look, look anything special. So it says Ravit Shemar, but this is reflective of a, of a deeper truth. Golis in Eretz Yisrael is the place of Leah, and Leah is hidden. Adaraba, the Shechina of Rachel, has completely left Eretz Yisrael. But he says like this, Ubedor ha'achrayim, but here's the amazing thing, that in the last generations, what we've seen so far, in the last few, few decades and so on, is It's an amazing thing. It's not just Rav Shemayr. This is said by other tzaddikim too. That when Eretz Yisrael, again, this, was, this is again very Rav Kook Taira. Rav Kook talks a lot about how, how chush of it is for Eretz Yisrael to physically be rebuilt. Right? That's, uh, I mean, he, the kuf that he was in early 1900s, late 1800s, he called that the time of the tchia, the resurrection. Right? where people started moving back to Eretz Yisrael and working the land, developing the land, you know, uh, on all levels. And so Rav Kook saw that as something amazing happening. What was it? What, what was happening then, Alpi Kabbal, Alpi Said, to identify that, to give terminology for it, is, is that Rachel is being rebuilt. Rachel is being rebuilt. When, when, when Eretz Yisrael is swampland, that's the Malchus of Leia. But when Eretz Yisrael is built with cities and structures and beautiful gardens and so on, that's called the Malchus of Rachel. But again, the Chiddush, the Chiddush of Geula is what? Is that when Rachel is rebuilt with Yemaisa Mashiach, it's not dismantling the world of Leah. So you have this unbelievable Chiddush during the times of, of Yemaisa Mashiach and leading up to it, where Rachel is being rebuilt without pulling apart the Malchus of Leah that's been cultivated over the years of Gauls. Says Ravitch and Meyer, so Davka now, not only do we see Eretz Yisrael physically being rebuilt, but by the Tzaddikim, bells. And Ger, you know, you know, yeah, it's it's not. You can't just knock on Rashiva's doors anymore. It doesn't work like that. So where it's Rachmanis on, on the average person, there's no Rishon Mazalma to knock a door on, to, you know. But Lamaisa, it means that there's more Malchus. When there's more Malchus and there's more Gabayim and you know, all these things, that means Rachel. That means Rachel. It's an external on the outside. So, uh, there's certain Chashivas. You can't just go into the king on the outside, right? So as that, what's happening is that Rachel is returning to Eretz Yisrael. Rachel is being rebuilt, and that's a huge sign of the coming of Gula. When Rachel is beginning to return to that place of Atzilus. So now the Hanhaga, the Malchus of Rachel, is returning to Eretz Yisrael. Now there's already more Chashiv, and more Chashivas, and more Kavit. The tzaddikim in Eretz Yisrael than there used to be. I was talking to W. Safir about this, like in the early 1900s. He was, you know, he's a he's a great guy. He was telling me like he wishes to have like a time machine to go to like Yushalayim of old in the 1900s. I mean, I told him, uh, you know, I, I don't know about that. I mean, this, this, uh, if I had a time machine, I might go to other places. It was uh, not a not an easy time to live. But you do such a thing, mamish hadar hobbles like mamish poverty, shabbat poverty. But now it's not like the Baruch Hashem. I mean, it's still. Don't get me wrong, Rachel is, 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 is not built up. Rachel is not built up properly. You have places where Rachel still needs to be developed, and you have places where Rachel is developed, but it's, uh, it's not uh, expressing Malchus Yisrael uh, in such a holy way. That's the dynamic of what's going on right now in our soul a little bit. But slowly but surely, slowly but surely, you see this, this at least effort of Malchus, of Rachel and Leah, to try to work together and to come together in that way of Gulanu. So Hashem Shadab was just to be able to see the return of Malchus Beis Yisrael in full with Rachel and Leib Yisrael Tzedek Meir Vimeinu Amen.